guys, it's Courtney and Ariana. And this is Through the Grapevine, where two friends sip celeb wine while spilling celeb tea. And it is 2023, our first episode. Woo! Season two, I guess, Season if we two. want to do this yeah. by. That's what we're calling it, I guess. By years. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be like season Almost. 50 and our nursing homes together. Can you believe <laughs> yeah. the Gen 3A? I don't know what they're going to call it once we get 3A. to <laughs> It's Gen and whatever uh, Elon, Elon Musk's child's yeah. name is. X12 <laughs> AE. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, completely AI. It's not even our voices talking. It's our AI children or something. Yeah, yeah. we definitely... <laughs> We're going to be so like entranced with technology at that point. I yeah. Listen, I th- right now I'm one of those people that I'm probably the worst that I trust the technology, like facial recognition. I'm like, let's do it. I don't like. I don't. If know. I don't have to type in my password, oh yeah. my god, Apple saving Scan my life. I feel my fingertip. Whatever I, I need don't to do. care. Apple has so much of my data. Read my thumbprint. This is a yeah. this is a whole different kind of podcast, but. Listen, Apple does not cooperate with the government like whatsoever. So I kind of trust them having my information <laughs> over like Facebook or Amazon. Like Amazon, listen, guys, if you have straight sellouts, sellouts, Jeff Bezos will turn you over in a hot fucking second. They don't even need like a warrant. Jeff Bezos is like, oh, you want the Alexa recordings here? Take them. I'll pay you <laughs> to take them. Yeah. Like, Tim Cook is like, no, 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 no. no. I know the law. Tim Cook's like, yeah. <laughs> figure it out. This is like terrible. But I remember when um, those shootings happened in San Bernardino and Tim Cook mm. is so staunchly against giving the government like our personal information that he wouldn't give the shooter's password to the phone. Really? Yeah. So the government had to like straight up figure it out by themselves how to crack into his phone, which to me, you have the guy's body, just take his finger and put it. Also, yeah. Put it on. But yeah. The FBI needs to call me. I'm clearly better at their jobs than they are. I don't know what they think. Like, let me into the morgue. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did he, he died, right? Did yeah, he, he did die. So that's why I'm Isn't saying. It's so you sad that I can't am, even keep up with all these school shootings. You have but. very easy access to his hands. Just take it. I know it's icky, yeah. but it's so, or just so like, easy. Jailbreak it. You're telling me the FBI can't jailbreak a phone? But a guy on YouTube can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The same guy that probably taught the boy how to write his manifesto before he Seriously. went to that school. Yeah. yeah. You just look at like tutorials. <laughs> I said different podcast. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so we are back and we have a lot to talk about. Uh, we took last week off because of obvious holiday. Um, and honestly, before we were kind of doing like the like outline for the show, I was like, man, maybe like not much has happened other than like one pretty obvious story, Prince Harry um, releasing his book. But I think we had quite a bit of like... <laughs> we have quite a bit of things to catch up on. Stuff to talk about. Yeah. Um, so let's just get right into it. What are we drinking? Okay, yeah. This week's wine of the week is Intercept by Charles Woodson. And we're doing this in honor. It's Monday, um, January 9th that we're recording. And tonight's the National Football Championship. Um, and Charles Woodson is a football player for the... Well, he played for the Raiders for years and years and years. And um, if you ever look at his Wikipedia, it is... 
No, I said the Raiders. I meant, yeah, the Raiders, Oakland Raiders. Um, now the Vegas Raiders. It's incredibly long. His, uh, really? His, his award winning. He's won the Super Bowl. He won Defensive Player of the Year. He won Defensive Rookie of the Year. He won the Heisman. He's the only defensive player to ever win the Heisman, um, which wow. is insane. He's won at College National Football Championship. Um, Who did he play with in college? Michigan. Who's not playing tonight? Okay. It's TCU versus Georgia. And mm. I am personally rooting for D- TCU, but we'll see what happens. They're the horned frogs. Uh, terrible, or- terrible mascot, but... Yeah, they have great social media. If you ever want to look at some like funny stuff, they're Instagram and Twitter, top notch. Um, so anyway, Charles Woodson, he's now um a commentator. I think for Fox Sports. Don't hold me to that because I really I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Don't care that much. Um, but he's good at his job. Commentates on something. (laughs) But nonetheless. He apparently got an interest in wine while playing for the Raiders because it's so close to Napa Valley. And um, he partnered with a winemaker to create his label. It's called 24 by Charles Woodson. That's his number. And um, he first opened a small boutique winery there and only made like about a thousand cases of wine a year, which is not a lot. But now he is like fully like I got this at our local grocery store. Um, Hmm. It is. Big time. Now, he's also had two yeah. Deweys, though, so maybe he likes one a little too much, but <laughs> but it's okay. He's a gr- he's a nice guy, though, otherwise. He's, like, donated to children's <laughs> hospitals, and I don't think the people who get Deweys are bad people. Let me clarify that. We've all slipped up occasionally, fair. and fair. Okay. it's just who got caught is really the question. Um, but let's talk about the wine in itself. How do you like it? It's pretty good. I'm, um... I did not have it near me, but I ordered it from wine.com and I think it was just um, about 20 bucks, which is a, yeah, honestly around about what, like a, a little bit better of a wine it was for now. It's pretty good. Like it's a Capsa Cabernet really Sauvignon 2020. See, I bought a, uh, I got the Pinot Noir. Oh yeah. So mm. we get a little bit of something both. Yeah. We're splitting the difference. The bottle says Charles Woodson brings the same passion and hard work to his wine as his once-in-a-lifetime football career. With Intercept, the defensive the defensive great delivers a Paso can't speak Paso Robles wine with diversity and complexity that reflects his own story journey. Um, actually, I'm sure mine says all the same, but my bottle is downstairs and my wine glass is fuller. <laughs> <laughs> I should. <laughs> He's got a signature on it and shirt. But otherwise, you really, I mean, besides it saying Charles Woodson's intercept, there's nothing like super football y about the look of the bottle. Like, you wouldn't know it's a football player's. I have no idea. Yeah. If you didn't know who Charles Woodson is, you would have no clue who, like, what he did for a living besides make one. Well, that's exactly what I, the only, because, so I bought, uh, I had three other bottles of wine that came in my wine.com delivery <laughs> for four four in total and i was pulling them all out and i was like shoot which one did she say because my phone was like deep in my purse yeah. and i just was couldn't be bothered to pull it out yet um the only reason i knew it was football because intercept and i was like wait that's a really good Intercept's name just... it's a great name for one like, Intercept. yeah it's a good little play on it um 
But yeah, I actually, so I'm drinking the Cab Sav. Cordy's drinking the Pinot Noir. We both like it. So it's pretty good. Like, not too heavy, which I don't think many Pinot Noirs are, but, um, it's good. good. Like, I, I truly don't have any qualms about it. No, that's how I feel about it, too. Um, not the best we've ever had, good. but also yeah. definitely not the worst. Like, I would drink this if it was at a party. Uh-huh. I'd refill. Yeah. I'm going to refill. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, also, on the topic of football, I feel like this was also a massive story. Um, it's not a new wear that we're going to talk about later in the podcast, but um, a big story that happened these past two weeks was... I tried to do it off the top of my head. Buffalo Bills safety player, number three, <gasps> yeah. Damar Hamlin. Um, he uh, got tackled. They were playing the Bengals, I believe. Yes. Is that right? They were playing the Bengals. Last uh, got Monday tackled, night Went into cardiac. Yeah. Last Monday. Yeah. Uh, went into cardiac arrest on the field. Um, immediately taken to a nearby hospital. Thankfully, this all comes out. He just released today, actually. Um, but very scary that we just watched somebody collapse on the field. It was freaky. Um, very weird. Um, I don't know if they announced what caused it. I don't know if it was just such a hard hit to the chest that it like messed up the electricity signals in your heart that <laughs> knocked it out I'm, of whack. No, I'm not laughing. I'm, I'm not in the medical field. I'm laughing at your medical, yeah, your medical breakdown. You watch a lot of Grey's Anatomy, so you are basically. To be fair, that's what my boss told me. Yeah, my (laughs) boss was like, "No, he had like this electricity that fires off in your heart, and he got hit maybe just a little too hard, and it just it it scared the heart." He said, and I was like, "Okay, that's Uh, probably the best way to explain it to me." Um, but he's out. He's healthy. Yes. And uh, while he was in there, he was selling, um. I think it was shirts and then um, a lot of donations were raised. One to go like to a toy drive. I think he had did over Christmas yeah. and then he, all proceeds that he was getting from a shirt. Um, he was giving back to all the. Um, the hospital nurses and doctors in the hospital. Yeah. yeah that was taking care of him. So. Uh, bright side. Another yeah. he's healthy. And oh, yeah, that was quite a story. It oh, was. Gone. I thank God I wasn't watching football that night. I usually watch Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. or at least have it on in the background, but we'll get to my recommendation later. I was watching my recommendation instead, and yeah. I saw it come up on my Twitter feed the next morning, and unfortunately, just how Twitter is, and <sighs> I, I saw the hit. Thankfully, after a couple hours, the hit stopped being circulated, the video of it. Um but terrifying to watch. It happened um, in the Euros. I can't remember if it was last year or the year before. Um, with a player named Christian Eriksen. Yeah. Um, who also just collapsed on the field. So uh, that was also a terrifying video that circulated. But anyway, they're both healthy back in, back at home. So yeah, that's all the football that I have to talk about. Also, Joe Burrow is still hot. So that's a good update. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> good, for, good for him okay hold on let me all right last thing and then we'll really get to the stories so if you don't follow me personally on instagram i kind of don't want you to but if you want to whatever um but i'm not gonna stop you 
Denzel Washington's birthday was over our hiatus. And I posted pictures Mm -hmm. of him, specifically Denzel Washington in training day. That is the hottest a man has ever looked on the face of the planet. He's a terrible guy in training day. Like, his character's awful. It's like the epitome of a bad cop. He is so hot in it. But (laughs) I remember, like, being a kid and being like, I should not be watching this movie, but I cannot turn it off. (laughs) Something is happening in my body. body. I don't know what it is. Um, But I made the point that we do not have men who look like that for the millennial Mm. generation. And I, I asked people to submit names of possibly... Nobody gave me anybody that was as hot as Denzel in Training Day. Let me clarify. Basically just, like, men that are worth objectifying. Yes. For the millennials. Yes. Like, because I will say, as an avid and to my core, Harry and Timothy, Harry Styles, Timothy Chalamet fan, they are not no. the... um bulked up drop dead gorgeous no yes like objectively hot neither one of them are and my thing with denzel washington my granny has a crush on him my mom has a crush on him i have a crush on him one day for the generations i will have a daughter and she will watch training day Denzel Washington will be 100 years old and she'll be like, who is this man? And I'll be like, honey, sit on down. Let's have the talk. (laughs) That's a beautiful insight to your future. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to be a great mom. Um, All of that to say, we went back and forth. People named people. Michael B. Jordan was one of the people that people kind of agreed on. Um, That's a good one. A lot of people said Miles Teller, which I can't believe. Um, I don't find Miles Teller objectively Top hot. Top Gun has too much of you guys in a hold. Yeah. Good movie, but no. let's leave Miles Teller where Miles Teller belongs. Let's, and that's in Top Gun. Yes. Um, but Courtney messaged me and said, what about Joe Burrow? And mm, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if he is objectively hot or does he just have swag and he's really good at football? The latter. I think it's the latter. But the latter makes him the former. Yes, but I would not... Look at him in a target. No. Mm. I'd probably like do a little. I wouldn't even do a double take. I'd do like a little. A single take. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. We probably need to get more into. For that list. I mean, that was good for celebrities. Which I also consider sports. Or like athlete celebrities. But I'm sure if we really dug into athletes, we would. Have had it. True. After World Cup, there's definitely some. Ruben lost oh, yeah. his cheek. I know he didn't play on the England mm-hmm. team this year, but man, he is a beautiful man. Beautiful. Like he's an Instagram baddie instead of a soccer player now, and I love that for him. Yep. Yeah. You got to go where you're strong. Choose your path. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's get into like the real stories this week. <laughs> All right. I'll let you uh, take the reins on this. Okay. Bravo girlies. It's happened. This is one of the most awaited days in Bravo history. Like I can't remember somebody like a countdown this big for Bravo, but Jen Shaw of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City was sentenced on Friday, January 6th, 
I believe. Yes, because it was like the second most important January 6th in history. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yes. She was sentenced to 6.5 years in prison for wire fraud. Um, If you don't know and you haven't been keeping up, she is a terrible woman. She is great for television, but a terrible woman. Um, Yeah. She was charged with basically scamming old people out of their money, maxing out their credit cards, threatening them with jail, and, you know just all kinds of threats to old people like old people with dementia she was purposely preying on the weakest of old people to steal their money Mm -hmm. having them clear out their 401ks um sending their pensions to her and um jeez she for a long time proclaimed that she was innocent and if you watch Salt Lake City (laughs) first season reunion specifically um there was a big question about what does Jen Shaw do for money And what Mm -hmm. she said at the reunion made zero sense to me. She said she did telemarketing or something like that. And she like sold people's data, which is not a crime, but is immoral, but it's, it's, it's Mm -hmm. legal. Um, and technically that's what she was doing, but that's because she was basically defrauding old people out of their data, including their credit cards and banks numbers and routing numbers and account numbers and then selling that data to other people um so yeah she's awful um yeah she got she got sentenced to 6.5 years in prison which i am shocked because apparently she is the ringleader of this whole thing and um you you'll have to thought um, she was gonna get more i thought she would get a lot more so you'll have to really there's a documentary about it on Hulu done by ABC. They also did the same doc, kind of style documentary about Erica Jane and her husband, Tom, and them stealing money from Tom's clients. But they did one on Jen, mm-hmm. and the Jen one isn't as in-depth as the Erica one because we really didn't know. But a short breakdown of it is they've been catching people in this in this whole ring for years, and they have tier A, tier B, tier C Tier C is the bottom of the totem pole, the people that were like basically making the calls to old people and bullying old people on the phone. Tier A mm-hmm. are the people that were the masterminds of it, the people that were reaping the most benefits. Jen was apparently tier A, and the people in tier A were getting, you know, 10, 12 years in prison. And that's with a guilty plea. She was the only person that oh. didn't immediately plea guilty. And she was saying Did that. Did her she- assistant? Her assistant was tier B, I think, not tier A. Yeah. Um, and she, <laughs> she, <laughs> he basically took a, he hasn't been sentenced yet, but he took a plea on the grounds that he would rat her out pretty much. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. He, I can't think, which again, this is going to go back to my, recommendation later but i can't think of the proper word he he's gonna cooperate that's what the word is um to bring down a sentence reduces yeah yeah um so she apparently could possibly only have to do five and a half years only i could never go to prison for five and a half years um never but you can get up to like 54 days of time served and um 
I don't know how it can knock off like a half a year, basically off. No, it can knock off a year somehow. I don't know. I don't understand criminal law whatsoever. Um, she's requested to be sent to a minimum security prison down in Texas, which apparently is not a good prison because they don't have AC in the summer and it's Texas. Aye, aye, aye. Like, even if it's minimum security, why wouldn't she ask to go to Camp Cupcake where Martha um, Stewart went? Alderson? Like, wasn't that in West Virginia? Alderson, West Virginia. Yeah. yeah. Martha Stewart was apparently teaching, like, arts and crafts classes there. Like, there's not even, allegedly, apparently there's not even fences because there's nothing around there. So, like, you can run, <laughs> but you're not going to get anywhere because there's nowhere to nothing. go. And that's... She has to go to this. Depressing and terrifying. <laughs> All I can think about when she says this Texas prison in the summer, my mind immediately goes to holes with Shia LaBeouf. I was just thinking that. <laughs> like the orange jumpsuits. I Like, why would she want to go there? Um, but. But I'm tired, Grandpa. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> So she will be ordered to um, report on February 17th. So she has about a month of free time. Apparently the day she got sent, she went out to dinner with her family. She had like over 20 family members come to New York to support her. And they went out to dinner. And okay, listen, I think Jen Shaw should go to jail. But people were really upset online that she went to dinner after the court sentencing. And I'm like... You guys, if I was going to jail for five and a half years, I'm going out to eat all three meals of the day till it's time for me to go. Like, I I don't, I truly, first of all, I don't care because she is literally going to prison for six years. Let the woman eat whatever she wants. Second of all, I don't care because she doesn't live in New York City. What did they expect her to do for food? It's not like she could go back to her house and cook like She's on the other side of the country. Um, it's it's a, a hot ass mess, but um, I'm interested in um, when she's released or how they do it. How her filler and Botox oh, will have just God okay left well, her face. <laughs> I think that all of the Salt Lake City women have terrible filler. It makes their faces yes. all look boxy and masculine, and mm-hmm. none of them looked like that before, and. They purposely are making their face water, which I don't never. I guess they I think that they tried to make their jaws water to make their cheeks look more su- like sunken in. Mm-hmm. But it just looks like they have a square head. They look like Legos. All of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I hope all of her filler dissolves because I think she'll be a more beautiful woman when she's finished with that. Because she was a lot more attractive before. She got all that work done. And her, like, before pictures, I'll have to send you it. Maybe we'll post it on our page. But in her before pictures, she looks so, so, so much better than she really? does now. Um, so Friday at her um, sentencing, her attorney spoke, obviously, and, as well as her. Like, they made statements to the judge. And um, I'm a big fan of, like, cultural things but they talked about how in tongan culture and like per and you maybe might be able to speak on this a little bit more and tell me if this is like a real thing but in tongan and like pacific islander kind of culture 
women, it's more of a matriarchy than a patriarchy. And um, women get appointed to be like the leader in their family. And they feel this duty to take care of their entire family. And I guess she was, I don't know the word for it. She said a word for it, but she was like the matriarch in her family. And that's how she ended up getting involved with crime because she felt like she had to take care of all of these people. And um, that that's how she ended up like, I don't know if I believe this. I think that she just loved to be like, she just loved to flaunt her money. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's what her excuse was for it. She said that she was this matriarch in the family and she felt like she had a duty to her entire family. Like she basically was acting as like the grandma of the family. That's how high up she was in their role of the family. Yeah. Which I, I don't doubt, but at the same time, maybe she got into it at such a level because it wasn't her husband, like a her husband attorney is an attorney for and then became a like, so he, so she already had to start making like, an X amount of money. This is crazy. Just to so feel Coach like she was the provider. Yeah. Coach Shaw makes his total package from University of Utah as an assistant coach, not even the head coach, as an assistant coach. His total package benefits, salary, extras, $724,000. No. And she still committed crime. What kind of life can you not live off a $724,000 salary? Like, wow. And I know Salt Lake City is expensive, That's, but wow. it ain't that expensive. No. Risk and everything, obviously, as well. If I married a man who made that much money, not only would I not be committing crimes, I would not even be fucking working. Like... He would have to peel me off the couch. I would be one of those women that went to like Pilates, the smoothie shop, Lululemon. Like, uh, what's that tweet that's also going around? That's like, um, like about the Nepo babies as well. Like if I was a Nepo baby, I would, nobody would know me. Nobody would know me. Like I would. Cause I'd just be spending my money. I would quiet. be living truly my dream life. We. Yeah. I would do nothing but have fun and spend his money. Mm-hmm. Like she's just at that point, you are just. Why can't I think of the word for it? Like that's, I was gonna say gluttonous, but that's not the word for. That's for food. Yeah, I mean, it kind of is. But you were just greedy? a selfish person, greedy. Why? Can't, that's so basic. Yeah, greedy. Gluttonous I, would also be a very good word. You couldn't have inserted there as well. I just. That's why I don't feel bad for her. I would. When she said the stuff about her family and feeling like she had to take care of her family, and I know she said it on the show, she takes care of her husband's side of the family as well. Mm-hmm. I could see how that could get overwhelming and you felt the need to like do anything to take care of them and you don't want to be like a failure to your family. But right. your husband makes that much money and you still... And then Coach Shaw, who I love, like, Coach Shaw, call me. I know you're going to divorce Jen. I'd rather date your son... There's their oldest son, Sharif. He goes to Duke Medical School. Like, I need to drive over. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, but Coach Shaw, you can call me too. Um, Coach <laughs> Shaw's a lawyer. I know he knows what his wife was doing. Like, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. don't. You. 
No way does somebody have that much money and you just kind of don't know what your mom, what your wife does for work, you know? Yeah. Like, if she had all these different businesses that you you didn't understand, then that's fine. But it's not like she had all these extra businesses. She worked one job and she's buying all this Louis Vuitton and Chanel and Dolce Gabbana and you don't ask questions right. and you're a lawyer. When I watched the first episode of Real, Houses, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City... I well, I also didn't know that Coach Hall made that much money, but I was like, "How? How? How? The home, what she was wearing, what she was flaunting, what she was driving, having a personal assistant." And I was like, "What do you have a personal assistant for?" Like, which I knew like, that they rented the house, but her having four personal assistants makes zero sense whatsoever. Like, mm-hmm. what you are. I bet you Beyonce doesn't have four personal assistants, to be honest. No, probably not. You are a nobody. Why do you need four personal assistants? That was my immediate first red flag. And then she's leasing her house, which, okay, whatever. I don't care about people leasing their houses. I watch Housewives because I want to see rich women live in outrageously. If they were living in a McMansion, I would be annoyed. I don't care that she was leasing the Shaw Chalet. Don't, that doesn't bother me. But she was acting like she owned the place and like, I just, don't lie to me. I was born at night, not last night. Like, come on. I just couldn't. There's a certain level of um, like reality you let your mind go to when you're watching those shows. You're just like, yeah, I mean, like, there's probably storylines a little bit scripted. I mean, like, you know what you're getting into when you watch one of those shows or any reality TV show at this point, it seems like. But why lie? Like, why? Why lie? And why do you want us to, like, why do you want us to believe that? And you know, you have to be, She she's got to be the bravest woman on the planet to, um go on national tv knowing she's running such a big scheme and maybe it's because she was running it for so long she thought that she'd never get caught but girl use your brain just the smallest amount i yeah i feel bad for her kids and her family like i would i could never imagine like my mom going to jail and i know she did crimes but i still feel bad for her kids one of her sons got a rifle held in his hand when they were trying to find her i said held in Mm. his hand pointed at his head um oh when they were trying to find her and bravo aired it which really pissed me off to no end um but uh don't like that no so i feel bad for her kids but jen shaw good riddance and sorry to her real houses of salt lake city is not going to be on in six years it might not be on in one year because they are flopping harder than a dead fish right now it (laughs) they're not going to be on when she gets out. So hopefully her and coach can figure out what to do and how coach still has this job at university of Utah is mind blowing to me, but yeah, that's Jen Shaw for us. Um, that's Jen Shaw, man. See you in six Um, years, baby. (laughs) 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 Yeah. When we're doing Um, this episode in six years, we'll update you guys. (laughs) Yeah, when we're on a episode, yeah, when we're on season seven, seven. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, so today is the ninth. Tomorrow, um, 
Prince Harry's book that has been long awaited uh, titled Spare comes out. Um, We've already been getting snippets, um, a lot of headlines um, (laughs) that have been blown out of proportion or maybe just like small stories that have made massive headlines. I don't know. Um, Either way, comes out tomorrow. Um, Last night, we had a 60 minute interview um, with Pence Harry, I think in the UK, there was also an ITV interview, which I haven't got around to watching this morning. I don't know how to get, I don't um, know how to get to watch Oh, it. Harold was on Good Morning America with Michael Strahan. Um, so I'm just going to run through some of the headlines that we've seen so far. Um, I think Ariana and I are still going to, still kind of going back and forth. And if we want to read the book or if I hate a memoir, do an audio book. I hate a memoir, but I love tea. So yeah. <sighs> This could, uh, I don't know what we'll I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it might be a book that I buy, maybe not read. Who yeah. knows? Good, good coffee table at, book. At this point, yeah. At this point, it feels like I've read just about every, like, scantilating detail that this book could offer from all these headlines. Um, we know that he and uh, Prince William got into a physical fight. Yeah. Um. Apparently everything had bubbled over one day when they were at, um, this was when Harry and Meghan still lived on the royal property, um, in Kensington Palace, I believe. Um, they got into a fight. They were screaming at each other. It was going back and forth. And then William pushed him and he got this cut on his back when he fell. And he he, fell into a dog bowl. And it like fell into a dog bowl. Yeah. And he apologized. They kind of made up, but it was once everything had got to a head more or less, um, apparently it was obviously over Megan and maybe the way William didn't like. What did he call her? He called her like rude I don't, or something. Yeah. But who knows the little tiffs that they had or maybe the way that Megan was being portrayed in the media. Obviously Harry felt like nobody in the family was taking up for their relationship nor uh, Megan just individually so he fell into a dog bowl cut his back they, he, they weren't going to tell Megan because William had asked his brother not to mention it to her and then he had this massive cut on his back that apparently that's a story they got into a physical fight which doesn't really mean much to me because brothers fight like welcome See, to the world of siblings okay. I don't I said that too but do adult siblings fight yeah do they I think so. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't think none do. Well, no, but especially dysfunctional I just, families. I haven't like, been in a fight with like my brother since we became adults, and I don't really know yeah. any of my friends who have been in like. Which I don't know if that's something you tell people if you and your adult sibling have gotten to like a physical fight. I also don't think like the normal person has as much pressure as yeah these that's two absolutely have true. and their two brothers like. Being two girls, I don't really see my sister and I really physically fighting. And but I brothers don't are see your brother. You're right. Yeah. You know, the um, only reason I slightly doubt this story, and I'm very staunchly, staunchly team Harry and Meghan, but mm-hmm. Harry's like the stellar athlete, former military. Right. I just don't believe that Will could fight him back. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? And when? He could literally, he says that we'll push him down and that was the end of it. One, I don't see that just being the end of it, you know? Mm -hmm. 
And two, mm-hmm. it's not like you're going to lose the fight. Why wouldn't you hit him back? Yeah, I don't know. I Maybe that's also in the book. Probably not. Yeah, maybe um, we're going to read the book. But he'll tell us why we he also got that his virginity was taken by an older woman in the like back garden area of a pub um that she quote like rode him like a stallion or it made him behave like a stallion <laughs> something <laughs> being ridden um but it was all very kind of um i think he felt like he was being taken advantage of um yeah don't know obviously they don't name the woman nor the age difference um when he was caught wearing the nazi uniform that was an idea from william kate apparently um don't know why they thought i don't know if they were trying to like throw him under the bus i don't know if that's wholly true i don't know if it was he says that he had two ideas he said he was either going to be a nazi or a pilot and they, he said that he, like, came to them with both ideas. He's like, which one should I wear? And they said, mm-hmm. definitely the Nazi. It's so much funnier. Mm-hmm. And- which it isn't. And this is not me defending by any means. But I think humor now and humor probably in the early 2000s. Oh, it's way different. It's yeah. way like different. Like, the office couldn't be. No. Nobody. You couldn't write the office. No. Like, that wouldn't be a show. That was so... This is not, that is not me defending William and Kate. This is quite literally like 20 years later. We do live yes. in a different world than then. Very different time. I could see somebody, like, I wouldn't think it was funny, but I could see somebody thinking that'd be funny 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. To wear a yeah. Nazi uniform. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that also kind of shows how shady this book is in a good way, in a bad light, because that would be like... He's kind of just airing them out. Just be like, hey, remember when I did that and everybody hated on me? That wasn't even my idea. That was yeah. my brother and sister, sister-in-law's like, idea, you know? And they got nothing and I have, I'm i still getting yelled at about it. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Apparently, Queen Consort, now Camilla, uh, turned his bedroom into a closet. That's, um, <laughs> that's classic stepmom behavior. You, how many houses, how many rooms are in their house? And she picked his bedroom out of mm-hmm. every room in that house. There's got to be fucking 40 bedrooms in that house. How many, how many countries? You yeah. know, not they've, even just bedrooms. They've got Think of 20 all. houses in London. Homes. And she's like, rooms, let me pick Homes. this one. Yeah. 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 That was, that, that could have been perfect. He had some pretty interesting things um, to say about her on the 60 Minutes interview with Anderson Cooper. Ooh, he aired like, her out a little bit. He did. He thinks that he and William, uh, maybe he doesn't speak for both he and Will, but he definitely feels like they were just being used for good PR when it came to her. Um, he also got to see photos from the car crash uh, when he was much older uh, from his mom's death. And that kind of, in a way, I think helped him close the chapter a tiny bit in his uh, head. He had two advisors with him that they could have seen more devastating photos, like head on from mm-hmm. um, from the wreck. Uh, he chose not to see. Uh, he also said that at one point he and his driver were going through France and he wanted to go through the same tunnel at the same speed. Um <sighs> At the, on the same route just to feel what it would have been like um which i thought was one of the sadder points in the interview um 
but yeah, I I don't know. I I want to read the book, but I also feel at this point we've we've heard everything that the book has to say. I want to read the book so I can read it from my own perspective and not these salacious headlines. Yeah, like that. We texted about this today. I do not know why. Like the media are taking celeb memoirs and just turning them into the worst things ever. Like uh-huh. Will Smith's memoir. Remember, like they were taking headlines out of his memoir, and people were like, "Why does he keep talking to us?" And it's like he's not yeah. doing interviews and saying all these weird things. Like these are really strange tidbits that they took out of his interview. I mean, out of his memoir. Which, if you read them in context, they make a million and one percent sense. Uh-huh. Um, Matthew Perry, which we talked about on here a few weeks ago, yes. that was a good one. Obviously, the Keanu Reeves thing pissed me off to no end, but like most of the stuff that they were using for headlines for him were completely normal and people were like why is he telling us all this i'm like he's not he wrote a memoir memoirs are supposed to be about everything that happened in your life why would we read some half-assed story about a celebrity's life otherwise like yeah i will say at a point last week and i had this discussion with a friend i was becoming um a little annoyed by how much exposure i felt like harry was getting recently um so i was like man he's doing interviews everywhere like i know he's promoting the book but like I can be more so team Harry and Meghan, but also think this is kind of getting annoying at some point. But then he made a point where he said that he feels like his family is so dysfunctional and it's gotten so out of hand that he feels that if he just airs everything out, the good, the bad, all the ugly, maybe not all the yeah. ugly, because I think you and I would like to oh, touch He's not going on deep enough for me. Yeah. Prince Andrew um, cover up, but... It kind of makes sense. He kind of feels like if he lays it all on the table for the entire world to know that they have nothing to hide behind. Like they have to kind of answer to everything that he said. And maybe that'll give him a clean slate. It kind of more or less is what he, uh, how he phrased it. Um, Which then made me was like, yeah, I mean, I guess so much of their lives has been through press and different press secretaries within their own family putting out fake different stories, tinted stories of, yeah, or just fake stories um, of the same thing or something different that now I understand why he is just. That's why I, it all I, out to, I think that one, yeah. we are so, well, me and you have a problem where we're so like entrenched with pop culture that we do see every single Harry story that comes up. But if you think mm-hmm. about like, all right, I'll use my granny's age for, a reference old people only like only watch nbc or they only watch abc or they only watch cbs so for him to do interviews on all three networks is mm-hmm. not like that crazy to me it's not i think that again i think that the media was purposely trying to make him look bad and putting out all of these like non-stop stories to make it seem like he kept coming out and saying this coming out and saying this when he really mm-hmm. hasn't talked too much he did the netflix show which was kind of recent um and maybe mm-hmm. that's why we're kind of getting like tired of him where we just watched Fair. the show and now the book's coming out and he's on a press tour for that but he's done that right. and then he did the 60 minutes he did the itv and then he was on good morning america yeah but he really He'll hasn't be on done, colbert like, tonight as well and he's on colbert yeah or but tomorrow the book night, comes out tomorrow yeah. and 
He yeah. probably won't do much press after the book actually comes out. So he really hasn't done. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> he really hasn't done a lot of like press. He's just. Yeah. I just, think it's because, like you said, it is a memoir. So they're able to take so many different stories from a book. And that's what it's like. It's not just Harry put out a book and that's the headline. It yeah. is every single sentence of the book seems to be a headline. And another thing, usually when a memoir is coming out, you will give snippets to um, to different media people. Mm-hmm. But apparently his entire memoir leaked. So there's just a lot more stories yeah. than a typical memoir situation. So they have the whole... And he's a life that everybody knows from start to present. You know, yeah. it's not like... If it was Matthew Perry, which we have known more of his life for the past 30 plus years, but like... Well, we didn't meet him until 1997 when Friends came out. Yeah. Like, yeah. we know Harry before Harry was even thought of. You know, we know yeah. their entire family. Like, we open history books and... We, we know... Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we know... I think that's a certain thing that I'm sure royals deal with, but like this... um expectation that your life has to be for everybody else's um consumption i guess because you were just born into that family well they Um, talk about this i feel like they talked about this on the oprah interview and then they talked about it on their netflix show that we don't get it as americans but british people quite literally think that they are entitled to know everything about their lives because they mm -hmm. pay for their lives and right we don't have any celebrity. We don't even think about that with like presidents. We don't think that we mm-hmm. need to know the ins and outs of their lives. Um, yeah. So I think that that's like a big cultural difference. And I'm at this point right here. I have two issues with the royal family. One, it's a huge one. Prince Andrew. The fact that they... Mm-hmm are trying to make Meghan and Harry seem like the bad guys when you quite literally have a pedophile in your family. Yes. I don't, I truly don't care what Meghan and Harry say. Like, I don't care if they come out and tell us full on lies about how they were treated because the royal mm-hmm. family's just letting those pedophiles sit there and get to live off the taxpayer dollar. It's not my taxpayer dollars, but like live off the taxpayer yeah. dollars and they're upset about Meghan and Harry talking to Oprah and moving to California. Like, no, guys, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm never gonna. Until you kick him out, I can't even like criticize yeah. Harry and Meghan at this point. Two, yeah. the royal family's still not coming out and saying anything. They're still just dropping these stories through the press that they are obviously leaking on their own. Because mm-hmm. Harry and Meghan have told us how it works. So now they're like kind of busted. But they, n- no one in the family has come out and made like a statement and said like, yeah. What Harry's saying is Anderson not true. Cooper even kind of took like I don't think it was Anderson Cooper personally. Sixty minutes as a whole. Um, at the end of the Harry interview, Anderson says that sixty minutes did reach out for to the to the palace for a, a response. Statement. Yeah, for a statement, and they said send us over a copy of the interview so we know what to respond to. And sixty minutes was like, absolutely no, not. Don't do that. Like you have to have a statement on your own um and so they didn't make one they i do wonder by week's end if we'll get one though but surely we've got one by now because there's been so much if the entire book was leaked 
They know what's out they there. They could have said something by now. Yeah. yeah. So I maybe we won't truly anything. have no like no kind of pity for them. I wish Harry would go a little harder. Tell us who said something about the baby and whether how dark, how dark the mm-hmm. baby is going to be. Like that's how I know that Harry's really not even trying to like ruin the family because he so quickly could if he wanted to. Like yeah, it's not that hard. He does say that he has hope um, that there will be a family again. He says that they'll probably never return back t- um, to be proper members of the the firm. But um, he says there is hope that if his brother and his father and extra family members can come clean about what they did and they can have like a, a proactive, I guess, talk about everything, uh, they'll consider it and he'd love to have that happen. But um, I don't think he's, I don't think he's hopeful. No, I, I, yeah, I'm not too hopeful for him, but I hope that he can have something somewhat normal again. He really hasn't said yeah. anything that bad about them, to be honest. Like it's scandalous yeah. to us because we don't hear anything about them. But like the worst thing that's come out so far is that Camilla has been using the boys since they were kids as props to rehab mm-hmm. her image after being the mistress. And then yeah. the physical fight with William, which I don't think any of us like, even though I was like, I've, I I think it's weird that adult siblings fight. I don't think any of us think it's like that big of a scandal. No, it's yeah. no Beyonce, Solange and Jay-Z in the elevator. Like that. I think it's because <laughs> I think the shock of it is we view them as two princes. We're like, oh, my gosh, not these dignified men fighting. Yeah. No, we're like, no, they're probably just in like jeans and sweats like they're also people brothers fighting so we're just gonna like yeah all right um but yeah uh i'm sure more stories are gonna come out and then if there's anything new that comes out of the colbert interview we'll mention next week um but for now that's that's man hopefully i hope i can get through the book by next week i'm gonna try to do that yeah if it's by audible or if it's me actually i'm gonna actually read it with my own two eyes Godspeed. I will go ahead and let the listeners know this weekend I will be seeing Ariana. I'm going down to Charlotte to celebrate her birthday. So I do think you'll have Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I'm booming preoccupied those days. Occupied. Yeah. 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 So if you can read that memoir in four days, that's if you get it tomorrow. If I can even out. get it. Yeah. I'll go to my local bookstore and see what I can do. Um, yeah. We'll see. All right. Let's go. Um, in other news, Noah Schnapp um, from Stranger Things came out on TikTok this week um, as gay. And I don't really feel like that needs to be a news story, but it is. It but is. Um, he's finally come out and that's that. I, I don't want Stranger think Things, one of but us I guess none of the Stranger Things watchers were shocked, apparently. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. something that happened this week. Um, and another... Um, story. This one we did very much care about. Chili from TLC and Matthew <gasps> Lawrence known as one third of the Lawrence brothers. And if you were alive during the 90s and you were a Disney fan, you know who we're talking about. Um, <laughs> Jack from Boy Meets World, which is one of my favorite shows ever. Yes. They are officially I guess... They're dating. Out. They're, to- they're together. Yeah. Um, we had speculation a couple months ago. They were seen in I want to say Hawaii. Maybe Bahamas. They were, they were on, on some, some kind tropical, of vacation. Yeah. A uh, vacation. And both 
um, reps said that there was nothing. They've just been friends since the 90s because they were pretty <laughs> huge. TLC is one of it's I think if we've not talked about the, this. I, I think it's the biggest American girl band. I, last time I said it was the biggest yeah. girl group of all time, which is apparently Spice Girls. It's the biggest American girl group of all time. Yes. Um, I mean, and the Lawrence brothers, they were pretty big. The oldest Courtney brother. Went, Courtney went there, but Matthew Lawrence is the son on Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, sure. Yes. Yeah. And but he, more importantly, he, Jack from What Meets World. Yeah, that's probably his biggest role. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, they are officially together, and this made a little bit of waves because Matthew Lawrence has um recently divorced he and his ex which um is dancing with the stars pro Cheryl Burke mm-hmm. um I think they either filed for separation in February or the divorce was final in February of final in February um and there had been talk that he had been cheating on her and infidelity she put out a TikTok um at one point saying that she found um, I believe it was was it a necklace or something in his shoe? Something like that. Yeah, some some sort of jewelry in his shoe. She's um, way too on TikTok. Kind of, hmm. She's way too on TikTok. Yeah, she's kind of airing it out on TikTok. She's um, insinuated that Chili and Matthew were having an affair while they were still married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he and her, are ba- he, Matthew and Chili, are basically saying they did start dating while he was married, but. The separation had already started, and they were in the process of getting a divorce, so he did not have an affair. We, we're, we're never going to gotcha. know who's telling the truth. Yeah. But. Um, so who knows what all that happens either way. But I'm sorry, Matthew, is Matthew and Chili's TikToks and Reels stunning. are so cute. I love it. I'm sorry. They're a very good-looking couple. Yeah. Um, and it makes all of us 90s kids very happy. Yes. Uh... And also relationship news, Chris Evans finally, um, to his fans, perhaps displeasure, <laughs> um, made it known that he is dating an actress, 23-year-old. I think her name, I think she's 23. Let me get this right before I... He's 41, she's 25. 25. Um, yeah. Her name is Alba Batista. Um, and it was on TikTok as like a 2022 run-through. Uh, they were kind of just scaring each other, which... Whatever. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't even cute. funny. It wasn't even. It wasn't funny. funny. <laughs> and it would be funnier, I guess, if anybody. I'm like Chris Evans fan ish. I'm not like massive Captain America, but Chris Evans and his brother do the same kind of prank all the time, and they post it, and it's way funnier because his brother is hysterical. Um. So for him to be, I guess it makes sense for him to be doing this with his girlfriend. Be like, oh look, we scare each other too, and tape it. I kind of don't care about this couple because I don't see them lasting. No. So, but it's the first but, role that Chris Chris Evans has been public with in years. Yeah, I think since like ScarJo, Jenny Slate. Well, He's I don't even Jenny know if they Slate Slate were official. They were official, but I don't. Maybe they didn't make it like to let everybody know. They definitely were always pictured together, and they were together for a while. Either way, yeah. I think you and I pretty much know that this isn't going to last. Yeah. yeah. Sorry to them. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and another thing that caused... This caused me 
a lot of pain. <laughs> Rolling Stone, <laughs> Rolling Stone uh, came out with a list of their top 100 singers. And 200. Was it 200 singers? Mm-hmm. I thought it was 100. 200. There's no way. It was 200. Okay. That pisses me off even more. Mm-hmm. Celine Dion was nowhere to be found on this list. Nowhere. Nowhere. Not even below a certain... Listen, love Taylor Swift. It wasn't like she was below Taylor Swift. It wasn't like... Uh... You can love Taylor Swift and know. acknowledge that she cannot sing. Exactly. But uh, Celine Dion did not make it anywhere on this list. It caught Celine Dion fans by... <laughs> like, I'm not even a big, I, I huge Celine Dion fan, but I was outreach because the truth is the truth like fans were camped outside rolling stones uh building um protesting which i think they were doing it slightly in good fun slightly yeah. kind of like yeah you guys are like the biggest music magazine being published ever and dude i just how do you not acknowledge celine dion the thing that made me so mad about it is that rolling stone is this reputable music magazine and to me, it was so obviously a troll article. Mm. Kelly Clarkson being so low, Taylor Swift being so high. I love yeah. Beyonce, but her being number eight. Who I was number one? Beyonce. Number one's Ruth Franklin. I completely agree okay. with that. Yeah. Actually, my number one, personally, my number one would be Whitney Houston. Yeah. Yeah. But Ruth Franklin, I'm, I'm not mad if people want to say that's her number one. John Lennon being number 12. And what? What no. world? Nobody in the Beagle, no. the Beatles can sing well. What um where'd Mariah Carey place? Number five. Okay. I'm okay with that. You mean I, I need have to click this list. I am interested to see the list. I've got but... it up right now. Number one, okay. Aretha Franklin. Number two, Whitney Houston. Number three, Sam Cooke. Number four, Billy mm-hmm. Holiday. Okay. Number five, Mariah okay. Carey. Number six, Ray Charles. Number seven, Stevie Wonder. Number eight, Beyonce. Number nine, Otis Redding. Not even the most popular person in the fucking Temptations, but whatever. Number 10, Al Green. 11, Little Richard. 12, John Lennon. 13, Patsy Cline. 14, Freddie Mercury. 15, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan cannot fucking sing. I'm sorry. (laughs) I can appreciate what he did in the 60s politically. His music's fucking trash. I, okay. This is... Mm. How do I say this and not have you not want to have a podcast with me any longer? <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm nervous. I, I love Beyonce. I don't know if she's top 10. No. I think she's 11. I just said that. I, I can't believe she's number eight. Okay. No, I think she needs to be. I didn't know be... if you meant that she should be higher. But... No, no, no. Top 25. But yeah, yeah. not top 10. Not top 10. No. Completely. No, no, no. no. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. I love her. Elvis, number yeah. 17. Elvis is not a good singer. No. He was just the first person to take risk. Like, <laughs> c- come on. I just, this was, to me, so clearly a troll. Yeah. The whole thing was a troll. Like, who was it written? Clicks. Was it written by one singular person? Or was it like all editors had to like submit I think their... that they submit it together. Um, and that was based on votes, I guess? It's just, I'm sorry. I can't. I... And I love some of these singers. Paul McCartney, 26. To me, he shouldn't even be in the top 200, no. if I'm being honest. Me and Paul McCartney can sing the exact same. He just writes better songs. And by better songs, he can write a song. 
I'll put him in top 200 songwriters. And if within that, he'd be top 10. Like, Paul McCartney going but before singers? Michael Jackson, which I know Michael Jackson is like an artist within himself. But mm-hmm. Michael Jackson could actually sing. But beyond that, fucking Luther Vandross, literally one of the best male singers of all times, number 31. Yeah. And below... Paul, Paul McCartney and John Lennon. This was a troll and we all fell for it. And look at me getting mad about it again. I know it's not real. I know it's not real. So why am Where I getting mad? Uh, I'm trying to think of like current, like Kurt Cobain, t- number 36. Hmm. I love Smells Like Teen Spirit. But <laughs> come the fuck on. Listen, uh, here's, my, here's my rule with like singers and whether they're uh-huh. good singers. Would uh-huh. you ever ask them to sing the national anthem? Hmm. I was wondering how much are they can take like taking in like style wise like here I am trying to think of did was like Shaw Day on the list Shaw Day has like a very like stylized it's a very specific voice and I don't know if she's yeah. on the list um like Ariana Grande has to be Ariana Grande is 43 but she's okay. above Ella Fitzgerald no. Like, it's just some of the stuff that I just... Uh, That's weird. It's a troll. I don't know why I'm getting so mad about it again. I've, I was <laughs> mad about it for the last two weeks. Joni Mitchell, great songwriter. She can't fucking sing. This is... I'm going to have to read this article myself. I... Do you want to be mad? I knew that the article was out purely because I knew Celine Dion wasn't on it. I saw, like, the hate for it before I saw the article itself. And then from then, I kind of just made it... Um, I was just like, well, I'm just not going to look at the article because that's Don't stupid. Do it. Don't do it. My it's, one dear love. There's no reason there. to make yourself this mad as I'm about to be. Ozzy Osbourne, higher than Kelly what? Clarkson. No. Come on. Come on. I just... It's Rolling Stone should probably be shut down for this article. Alone. Bill Withers being 106. It's, listen, I've got some feelings because he's a West Virginia boy. I know Fair. that I'm probably a little bit more delusional, but... Ain't no sunshine. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Come on, come on. I'm getting, I gotta close my phone. I'm, I keep looking at this. Oh, well, gonna... wait. Name the last five. Okay, let me see. Give me one sec. All right, let's see. Number 200. <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. Do one, wait, do 195 to 200. Okay, I'll start at 195. Let me get back. Okay. 195, Holly Starine. Never heard of her. Well, hold on. 194, Kelly Clarkson. Let's start there. Somebody we know. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. 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 194 on, is that, Kelly Clarkson? Hold on. Let me go one more before that. 193, Brandy. You're telling me the girl who made Almost doesn't count is 193? <laughs> Please kiss the blackest part of my ass. What? Okay. All right. Kelly, Kelly Clarkson. 194, Kelly Clarkson. 195, Polly Styrene. I don't know who she is. Sorry to her. 196, Paul Westerberg. Again, don't know who he is. 197, Burna Boy, who no does not really way. even sing. He fucking raps. Um, 198. Is Drake on this list at like 50 probably, or something? Then? Probably. 198, <laughs> Billie Eilish. So you're telling me Billie Eilish and Kelly Clarkson are four stops oh, apart. My, four stops. <laughs> hmm. 199, Glenn Danzig. Sorry to him. Don't know him either. And then 200 is Rosalia. Rosalia should not even be on this fucking list. And I like her. 
No offense to the Gen Z girlies. There should not be a Gen Z person on this list. No. Because they don't yeah. fucking you sing don't, anymore. You don't have enough material. I yeah. like, it's not even the material. They just don't sing. And I like, like, the Gen Z songs. I like Billie Eilish. Right. Like, I, I love some mumble rap and mumble singing. But they're not singing. Right. They, I am, nobody's calling Billie Eilish and saying, come do the national anthem for the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I love her music. I, but they did get her to do Bond, which I do wonder if it, is this ranked or is this just purely 200 songwriters? No, it's singers. 200 singers. Or singers, sing, sorry, sorry, yeah. Okay, hold on, let me read this. It says, before you start scrolling, keep in mind that this is the that this is the greatest singers list, not the greatest voices list. Talent is impressive. Genius is trans- transcendent. Sure, many of the people here were born with massive pipes, perfect pitch, and boundless range. Others have rougher, stranger, or more delicate instruments. As our write-up for the man who ended up at not number two, 112 notes, Ozzy Osbourne doesn't have what most people would call a good voice, but boy, does he have a great one. No, okay, so this goes back that. to my point. Like these are like it can be stylized singers, not necessarily Even the if best it's vocalists. Stylized, some of these people are not good singers. What is a oh, what is singing but having a good voice? Even if you goes stylize, back to my point. Where's Celine Dion on this list? <laughs> nah, like thank you for bringing that she up. She has Listen. stylized, and she's a great vocalist. Listen, none of these kids are hitting that. No, I would love to hear Billie Eilish sing that. And I will again, I like Billie Eilish. All by myself. You know, she like almost like created a note for that. That, that, they, I can't talk about it. I go back and watch YouTube videos of her. I'm sweating because I'm getting so (laughs) mad. I, this, this was a troll. The whole account, the whole article was a troll. Rolling Stone's desperate for clicks. So they did this and it worked. It worked. We talked about this article for over two weeks. People were protesting in New York City outside of the office. Rolling Stone Mm -hmm. even posted the protesters. Like they knew what they were doing and we fell for it. Uh, And I hate to keep you on this um, hate train. Please don't get me more mad. But for for our (laughs) final topic, we need to cover Emily in Paris. Season three. Now, before Ariana goes on her rant, I would like to say, um, this is a guilty pleasure show. Oh, absolutely. We know what it is. I'm going to watch next um, season. Don't worry. <laughs> yes. We will keep through this. We just purely like pointing out what annoys us on the show. Um, with that being said, we still do love to hate and hate to love the show. I. With that being said. Listen, I'm never going to stop watching it. Let me. I don't want you guys to ever think that I. I hate the show, but when it dropped, I was like, let's effing go. Oh, um, whole day. T- I dedicated a whole day. I texted you my first complaint. I think it was like the second episode of the season. Mm-hmm. They stole the cat filter thing, which maybe I'm too online. So maybe that's my personal problem. But <laughs> the cat filter thing, when her boss accidentally gets on a Zoom call with the cat filter still on, that happened mm-hmm. in real life. And the real life one is hilarious. It was not really? funny on the show. I was like, no, and maybe it it's because I've seen it online. So I was like, I yes. Also, okay, who's oh, the, my... the woman who plays her boss, Kate Walsh? Walsh, yes. Who usually is a really good actress, 
she is so bad in Emily in Paris. And I don't Mm -hmm. know why. Like, I don't know if she's acting down to match everybody else or something. I think you could be, yeah. She's so, so bad. Maybe it's just that she's not a comedic actress as well. And that, you know, I've only seen her on like Grey's Anatomy Private Practice. So maybe that's what it is too, that she doesn't know how to do comedy, but it is not, not good. Yeah. Um, um, I'm thinking of, uh, I think my first annoyance to you was, um, uh, her friend. Um, oh my God, Emily's best friend. I know her real name is Ashley, but what's her name on the show? I, I should have, um, let me get to bring this up. Anyway, while I'm bringing up her name, uh, her Mindy. outfit, Mindy, while Mindy's performing at the jazz club, one, it's a jazz club i don't these are these are two pop songs like it's you singing pop songs is not jazz like no where are these like traditional jazz songs Dua Lipa. Um, <laughs> doing these yeah in this dua lipa slash lizzo's tour also like lizzo wears something similar yeah did they not think of a better costume in, instead of this lime green nude uh bedazzled ensemble um I'm just going to start running through them. I don't like that Emily. Okay. This is over. Uh, Emily and Alfie had no chemistry. I'm glad that the character is gone. Because it was like watching two pieces. I loved Alfie. But it was like watching two pieces of cardboard kiss. There was no sexual chemistry. Can I also say, I don't think that anyone on this entire show has any chemistry. I think there is a 1% spark between Emily and um, the boy. Gabriel. The main boy. Gabriel. I think her eyes twinkle a little bit, and that's probably because he's hot, but also they should have twinkled with Alfie because he's just as hot. Go ahead. But, um, there's no chemistry between Gabrielle, or Gabriel, whatever, and Camille. No. None. Um, the new French boy, or Swiss Nicolai. Boy. Nikolai and Mindy? No. Nothing. And why um, did they bring a... him in? Because Benoit's so hot. Like, Benoit's so hot. There was a little bit of something between Benoit and Mindy. I get that. I understand that. They the have chemistry. Most, tell you. The most is Sylvie and Laurent. And I'll take that all day, every day. I thought Laurent was... Is that was... her husband or the young guy? The husband. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The young guy she had nothing with. No. No. Nothing. It's There's just... just... There's no sexual chemistry in this show, which is wild because this show is like, aside from fashion and marketing and social media, it is based in sexual chemistry and how they're just like, oh, be free, Emily. Like, explore the connections you want to explore. Duh, duh, duh. You're in France. Just you can do there. whatever you want. Yeah. I have to keep in mind sometimes that um, I have to remind myself that this is literally an MTV show. Yeah, that's a great point. So expectations need to be. You know what? I say that, but awkward on MTV. That was television, baby. Did you watch that? (laughs) Awkward. You should. It's on Hulu. Damn. Maybe that's going to be my recommendation this week. Awkward is still good. I did a rewatch over COVID because when we were like during lockdown. Uh huh. It's it's good. I remember my mom used to like come and watch it with me. That's how good it is i'm trying so to MTV's what other mtv shows. shows is that the only one though the only one that's coming to mind is like teen wolf 
Oh, I didn't watch that. But I watched yeah. I'm, listen, I tried to I tried to hold strong with MTV as long as possible. I gave them as many chances as possible. I watched um Faking It on MTV, which was about these two girls who decided to be lesbians. Well, to fake to be lesbians so they could be more popular in school. And then uh-huh. one ended up actually being a lesbian and having a friend a crush on her best friend. I watched that. Um um, I brought up a, trying to find a list of just MTV shows. Um, there was a point in my life that just... if MTV put it out, I watched it. Like all these are just mostly reality shows. I will say I'm on a rewatch of um, The Hills, and I've been deep in the paint with that. But like, that's not well, really a show. That's basically a. <laughs> no, but show. I mean like an MTV yeah. like written show. You know? Oh, I watched that show Fine and Carter. Do you know that one Mm-mm. where a girl was kidnapped when she was a baby and then reunited with her actual family and had to like, when she was a teenager and she had to figure out life. That was a good show. Your dedication okay. to television is. I love TV. Like I would yeah. watch, I would watch six seasons of a show before I watched a single movie. I, I love TV. Awkward though. Y'all need to watch it. It's so good. That's that's my recommendation in this this week. We're not there yeah. yet, but um, I guess all in all, like we're gonna watch season four of Emily in Paris. Um, oh, I but absolutely. Like, Camille's pregnant. I do think that she will sure, get another baby season four. Huh? I forgot she was oh. pregnant. But oh, okay. I think she'll finish. She I think she'll get rid of it. She probably will get an abortion, and that'll be a good storyline because we don't talk about that enough. But she yeah. for real pissed me off throwing emily under the bus because she didn't want to get married to gabriel mm. like yeah girl my Stay business you if you yeah. don't want to get married that's on you leave emily the fuck alone also i know like i said uh with your housewife shows we have to suspend reality just a teeny bit and just be like all right you know this is this is what can happen even in a written show. It is not that easy to get a Michelin star. You don't, you don't just open a restaurant and all of a sudden, within a couple months, after you invest as soon as you're open, I, literally, I have a list of complaints about Emily and Paris open right now. And one of them is that Do it. everyone Sam. in Emily's friend group is the best in the world at their job. Mm-hmm. She's the best marketing person in the world. Alfie, apparently the best businessman in the world. Gabriel, the best <laughs> chef in the world. Andy, best singer in Paris. Um, Camille, best art curator. Sylvie, Mm -hmm. the best president of a marketing firm. Everyone she hangs out with is the best of the best. Nobody ever has a bad day at work. And if they do, Emily can come save them. Don't you worry. (laughs) Like, come on. Nobody. Oh, you made a bad bad batch of perfume? Don't you worry. Just make it a limited edition and then price (laughs) it up. (laughs) <laughs> Emily, you're a genius. <laughs> okay, another thing that annoyed me with this season. So many obvious, like, ad placements. First, the McDonald's with the McBaguette. I was like, how many mm-hmm. times are they going to say McDonald's? We get it. And then it was yep. the McLaren. And I was like, how down bad is McLaren that they have to do ad placements in fucking Emily in Paris? I know. Like, come on. You guys have to be better than this and then okay my last one and i texted you about this emily's got a hundred thousand followers on instagram and she's freaking out about jobs she gets on lives and she has fifteen thousand people on lives which first of all is unheard of 
you're saying 15% of your followers watch your lives. That's not normal. <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion's got like 20 million followers. And when she gets on live, there's 30,000 people on there, but not Emily in Paris. So no. you're telling me you can't turn any of those followers into money for you. And you can move out from with Mindy or like, we're trying to freak, yeah. freaking out about whether you're going to be able to stay in Paris. Bitch, get a sponsorship deal on Instagram and you can pay your viewers rent. What's that new girl on Instagram? Alex Earl. Apparently she gets $100,000 yeah. per Instagram post. Emily Paris can't do that? Come Let on. me tell you, uh, this Alex Earl girl came out of nowhere. nowhere. She's a plant. She's a plant. Like I, So I was with friends. We were uh, watching, uh, it was Miley's uh, New Year's Eve broadcast. And they did a pan to the audience. And me and another friend were like, was that Alex Earl? The fact that I could name TikTokers at this point. I don't even have TikTok. But I said, is that Alex Earl? Sure enough, I get on TikTok the next morning. She's like, get ready with me as I go to Miley's New New Year's Eve. Eve. Yeah. And I was like, my God, Alex Earl. I don't know what you did. She doesn't even know what she does. No. She straight up, she was like, I don't know. She makes $100,000 per Instagram post. They talk about her on ESPN because she dated like a, she just dated for like a hot second, a baseball player. Not even even a pro. It's like a college baseball player. I'm sorry. I just can't believe that Emily and Paris can't make it and Alex Earl gets (laughs) $100,000. No way you're stressing over a job. Should I have to move back to Paris? Girl, you don't even have to go to work. We know you're the best marketer on the planet, but. uh, Emily and Paris hasn't incorporated TikTok yet. Oh, it's got to be coming. They just don't know how to That's do it. season four. It's so obvious that, like, the people who make the show are old because... Yes. Who goes around taking that many selfies ever in life? Like, Here's a only. very specific complaint I had with this season. Um, her bangs, too wispy, too thin. Oh, she had they were. And they she were kept, just a little too thin. And she uh, kept a very dark shade of uh, lipstick on the entire season. And I was like, just go a little bit lighter. It's too harsh on your skin tone. But that's all I have to say. I just, uh, I'm going to re, I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to watch next season, but they really, truly need some like writers in the room who are appropriate age. Somebody closer in age to Emily's character. Cause she's supposed to be like 24, maybe. And somehow at the top of her job. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The best marketer in the world. Um, getting like pulled from firm to firm and yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. we all believe it sounds totally realistic all right let's wrap it up (laughs) all right who is your or let's see what is your recommendation this week you kind of touched on awkward Um, yes i keep but you have been watching a you've been on a binge i went on a huge endeavor for the last couple weeks and i rewatched the sopranos and that is my recommendation this week I am going to say, not to me controversial, because I've been saying this for 10 years. It's still not the best show on HBO. The Wire is the best show on HBO. But The Sopranos is worth the rewatch. Once I finish The Wire's rewatch, that'll be my recommendation in like three weeks. But for right now, it's Sopranos. And um, um, don't watch it if you're going to be you know, upset about things that are not PC in 2023. Yes. Um, the show started in, in 1999. There are a lot of jokes that don't age well. 
but uh otherwise highly recommend it is still funny as i'll get out i'm still i was still shocked about things that happened even though i knew that they happened and i was like oh, i can't believe so and so died and then i was like i knew that they died like everybody knows they died but takes you back to the first time you watched it yeah truly i haven't watched it in like 10 years so it was a good rewatch um but that is my recommendation this week what is your recommendation uh my recommendation is a docuseries on Netflix. Uh, it's called Madoff, The Monster on Wall Street. Um, maybe because when the market crashed in 2008, I'm not using this as an excuse, but I also am. We were 16. We were not paying attention. Our moms were just like, yes. don't drive as much because gas is high. We were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> we're losing the house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I don't... At 16, I didn't know... Uh, what that meant i didn't know who bernie madoff was that who then became kind of like the face of the um uh, the crash this is a great four-part series on netflix kind of describes how he got away with this ponzi scheme of 64 billion dollars um great i i want to describe it more um but i am just simply not a finance girly so, so i would confusing. get a lot of words wrong yeah um and the whole story is really sad, um, knowing that both of his sons are now passed. Um, that one from suicide, blaming his father, basically, and the other one from like a very, very rare, um, I think it was brain cancer, maybe lymphoma. Um, anyway, it's a good watch. Um, very informative. I learned a lot of stuff. And yeah, I also have been uh, watching, because I'm star for Love Island, and I swear, I we finally get to talk this. about it. Um, Love Island, UK. No, you're watching like, Love Island, Australia. I'm watching Australia, but Love Island, UK, I think this is the second season they're doing a winter series. Yeah, they're going um, to South Africa. I didn't realize that. Yeah, starts next week. So we will be up to date on that as soon as Hulu starts putting their episodes on, which is usually so, about two weeks after. Two or three weeks behind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, on Hulu, um, if anybody's starved for Love Island the way I am, I've been watching the latest season of Love Island Australia, season four, about halfway through it. Um, on the Bernie Madoff thing, I don't know if you've watched The Big Short, the movie. Mm-mm. Now I kind of um, want to, though. That is the best explainer of the housing crash of 2008. Like, really? The best of the best i have never had it broken down to me like that because again we were kids like i remember yeah. asking my mom at one point i was like are you gonna lose your job and she was like i should be fine and i was like okay <laughs> bye <laughs> but um they talk about <laughs> people getting mortgages that they shouldn't have got and like how it it, mm-hmm. it, it it's it just breaks it down so well and then on top of that it's got a stellar cast it's got brad pitt yeah, christian bale um there are appearances from like selena gomez and it's really it's just really good i had to watch it for school and um mm-hmm. but i've watched it again and again multiple times because i don't I think that there's that a better week. explainer for um the 2008 housing crash because it just mm-hmm. doesn't makes sense unless you were an adult that lived it and we weren't but it's got christian bale steve carell ron gosling brad pitt it's 
it's stacked and yeah i highly recommend it another recommendation um yeah okay let's get into our sour and crushed who is your sour this week oh it breaks my heart to say this because you know how much i love him but my (laughs) sour this week is bad bunny who has been taking fans phones and throwing them when they try to take pictures with them chucking him and bro like, I can understand how it's annoying to have people constantly, like, phones in your face, even if you ask them to stop. I get it. And fans when, need to also know when to draw the line. But, you know, we all did not drop TT Me Pregunta. We <laughs> aren't rolling a million dollars of cash. We do not have spare cell phones to give away. Like, no. we, people are poor, bro. And we're basically going through 2008 right now. Yeah. You can outthrow people's cell phones. I'm sorry that it's annoying. It is annoying. I, politely ask them to delete them. I don't know. Do something. Yeah. Have a no phones policy if you're out, which is fine by me. But like throwing people's phones, snatching people's phones out of their hands and throwing them. It's like such a hissy fit. And you were mm-hmm. just too hot to be doing that. Yeah. Don't <laughs> so, make us not like you. Bad buddy. Don't make us not like you. It just started. Please stop. Yeah. But my sour is we don't have confirmation yet, but it is either Sean Mendes or the person (sighs) that gave Sean Mendes the idea or Sean Mendes barber or hairstylist, whoever was the one that committed this heinous act, uh, shaved his head. And when I say shaved his head, didn't even shave it down to bald. It's not even a good haircut. It's. It's bad. It's so it bad. almost made me give it. It almost gave me the ick when pictures came out. It's such a bad haircut that he was wearing a scarf and the tag was showing, and I got the ick. <sighs> if he had a full head of hair, I would not have the ick from the tag showing. Uh, that's it. That's all I got to say. It's upsetting. I'd share it, but uh, I don't want to look at it again. It's ruined by a year so far. Until that hair, that beautiful mane goes back. Um. Uh, I will not know peace within my Sean Mendes standship. And I love him. He's, if he's anything, it's good looking. Yeah. We, we don't Defeat, know much yeah. else about him, but <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we, we think we know something else about him, but we'll let him take us down. We're not going to spread rumors, but we'll, we'll, we'll let him do what he wants. You, yeah. You do it in your own time, Sean, but. Uh... <laughs> Whenever you're ready, my dear. <laughs> yeah. We'll love you all the same. Yes. Okay. Who is your crushed? My crushed has been my crush grape since as long as I can remember. Truly, one of my idols. If you had a sleepover at my house, you watched one of these tapes. It is Ashley Olsen of Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, who got married this weekend to her partner, (laughs) Louie Eisner. Um, They had a small ceremony. Apparently, Mary-Kate was there, as well as Elizabeth. Um, I love the Olsen twins. I I wish I knew more about their lives. I hate that they're so, like, closed off. But also, I get it, because they have literally been famous for 36 years, and they are 36 years old. Um, But they got married in a small ceremony this weekend. Um, Her husband is the son of a huge jewelry designer named 
Lisa Eisner, who I don't know, but it's because she makes jewelry only for rich people. Love that. <laughs> um, Love that. And um, they just had a small ceremony with just a few friends and family. And it was late December. And I'm very happy for her. I think Mary Kate's been married like twice now. So this is. But this she's is still her first old marriage. French guy, or did they divorce and she's no, with somebody they divorced. else? They divorced okay. and they, over COVID, had divorce court on Zoom and anybody <gasps> could log in. And, oh. Yeah. I've low key always been a Mary Kate girl. Oh, I was a Mary Kate girl too, more than Ashley, yeah. but. But we're know. still happy for Ashley. Obviously. We're still happy for Ashley, but yeah, I was yeah. definitely a Mary Kate girly. Yeah. Who's your um, crush this week? My this week is singer Jessie J. She announced that she is pregnant. Um, and she's pregnant after um, one year after she announced that she had suffered a miscarriage. Um, oh, great. Yeah. And it was just a really cute little video montage showing like a pregnancy test and the sonogram and all that. Um, in the caption, I believe it was something like, please be gentle with me. Honestly, your girl just wants to ugly cry in public in a cat suit, eating chocolate covered <laughs> pickle with no questions asked. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, just happy news and all of this. Also, low-key Jessie J, aside from that one time she sang, uh, price tag. Could be on that top 200 singers list on Rolling Stone. But Why that's isn't a she on story for a different She can day. fucking sing. Like, <laughs> she can't we, sing. I can't. I don't have the time to make a 200 person list, but maybe we put out like a top 50 list or something. Of we singers. could do that. We could do Celine that. Celine Dion's going to be on it. That's for sure. Celine Dion's going to be number one. Mm. Okay, let's not get crazy. But she'll yeah. be on it. She'll be top five. She'll be top five, top five, top ten, like without a doubt. I'm yeah. sorry. Titanic. She was single-handedly the scorer for the whole movie. Oh, listen, don't get me mad again. Listen, don't get me started. Don't get me started. I have a playlist of songs that I'll throw up on the podcast just for me to prove my point. Me Um, at the roller skating rink singing Celine Dion. Like, that is a thing. All by myself. Yes. uh, (laughs) All right, guys. Even even the song from Stuart Little. Anyway, okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Courtney's going to drop her Celine Dion playlist for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Be on the lookout. That's our episode. Um, as always, follow us on Instagram. We're at Through the Grapevine Pod. Ariana uh, still tweets our favorite shows from Through the Vine Pod oh, yes. on Twitter. Um, she keeps up to date on all things Real Housewives and live tweets. All and those get a lot of tractions. Um, yes. And I would know because my phone. Um, I need to turn off <laughs> Sorry. notifications. No, but I'm glad that we're getting. <laughs> I'm glad that we're getting uh, attention <laughs> and engagement. So yes, there's worse to that about. Um, as always, Ethan, thank you for uh, producing and editing, and we will see you guys next week. Yeah, bye. Bye. <laughs>